Open the Word of God with me this morning to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, and let's enter into the worship of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul spent two years in the city of Ephesus, and during that time, all that in Asia heard the Word of God from Paul. Asia was a minor province of the Roman Empire at that time, a small part of western Turkey. And if you read Revelation chapters 2 and 3 last night, you read letters addressed by Jesus to seven of those churches in Asia. But Paul was at Ephesus for two years, so it was his church. He started it, he built it, he laid the foundation as the wise master builder in Christ Jesus. And this is what he wanted for that church. And this is not the first time that I've used this passage with you in this past week of time. Ephesians chapter 1, I want to read to you the last nine verses of this chapter. Beginning at verse 15, it is one sentence, but it's one of Paul's sentences. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints." And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Amen, amen and amen. There are things for us to learn. This church that Paul built and laid the foundation for in Christ Jesus he wrote them and told them that they needed to learn things and they would need spirit power to do so. And those things are listed in verses 17 and 19. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We want to learn more about God through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Verse 18, we want our eyes of understanding to be enlightened. Lord, show us some light today. Let the light bulb go off that we might see things from your word. There in verse 18 as well, the hope of his calling. That is the, the future that we have with him in heaven. The riches of the glory of his inheritance. Do you know how rich you really are? Do you know how great the inheritance is that is reserved in heaven for us? And then verse 19, the exceeding greatness of his power toward usward that believe. For the gospel to be preached to Gentiles in the world and the Gentiles to believe it was a stupendous event 
in the history of the world or we wouldn't be here. We should be jumping around with tom-toms right now, a brown buffalo chip fire smoking ourselves because it's still wintertime. We should be calling on the Great Spirit to see if he will aid our ugly-looking bows and arrows to try to kill. If we can get a hundred into a buffalo, maybe it will fall. We are blessed abundantly. Listen, I just made fun of the savages that populated the North American continent. Where did we all come from? I don't care what nation you came from. You were idolaters of the deepest order, darkened and blind as can possibly be. You can look at Stonehenge and the Wiccan witchcraft of England or any other nation and know that God has done a great work in the earth. And we're thankful for his, the exceeding greatness of his power to usward that believe. Because this was a church across the Mediterranean Sea, far away from Israel. This was in Asia. This was in Turkey. This was in the Roman Empire. And they were believers. And then the apostle explains some of the power that God showed toward the Lord Jesus Christ. He raised him from the dead, in verse 20, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. He took a man and promoted him to the throne of glory. How high was this throne? Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. That's a strong statement. That's a glorious statement. We are gathered together in a secret society this morning because that is what the Bible says about us. The world does not see us. They don't understand who we are. They don't understand what we're worshiping or why we're worshiping. But we're here to worship the true Lord of this universe, the King of the earth and the Prince of the kings of this earth, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we should embrace him this morning in our hearts, enjoy every bit that we're going to hear in our minds because he's far above all principality. There are principalities out of sight. They are not shown on a globe of the earth. They're not shown on a political map of the world. They are in the spirit realm and Jesus Christ reigns over all of them. A change has been made. It's now 2,000 years old. The devil once tried to tempt our Lord Jesus Christ into treasonous treachery by offering him the kingdoms of the world. Jesus wouldn't submit to that offer, but he took those kingdoms anyway, and he dashes them and rules them with a rod of iron today for the benefit of the church, as we're about to read. Verse 22 tells us that God has put all things under his feet, that is, the feet of Jesus Christ, and gave him to be the head over all things. Now that's redundant. If they're under the feet of Christ then he's the head over all those things. But it's repeated twice for the emphasis, and it's not redundant in any disrespectful way. It's redundant for our praise and our appreciation of the verse. God has put all things under Christ's feet, and God gave Christ to be the head over all things, both of which, both angles or aspects of which, are for this purpose, to the church. We have a ruler. We have a defender. We have a protector. We have a Lord, we have a King, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ, which is his body. The church is the body. It makes up the headship and fills out the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are his body, we are his church, we're the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The Lord Jesus Christ is everything. 
It's all about him. And he is everything. But we are the fullness of him who is everything. Without us, he is incomplete. He was given a task to save us. And he will not fail in a single one of us. And so today we come together to worship him. And a passage like this tells us that even though it was a church Paul founded and Paul taught for two years, that church needed to learn more things and be reminded of those things. And those things are great. And so we want the spirit of wisdom and revelation the knowledge of God. We want to know the hope of his calling. We want to know the riches of his glory in our inheritance and the exceeding greatness of his power in resurrecting Jesus from the dead, causing us to believe the gospel, and putting Jesus far above all other authority in the world. Things have changed. It's the year 2018 since what? It's the year of our Lord. And let this modern world, it was invented several centuries ago, but let this modern world bark at it and balk at it. It is the year of our Lord. And so we live in the New Testament epoch or era, and things have changed. And let's rejoice in it and worship him today. Let us pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Father in heaven, blessed God, the Father of the whole family of God, most of which are in heaven and some of which are on earth, including us. We bless and we praise Thee. We ask Thee, Heavenly Father, that by the power of Your Spirit and Your Word, that You will enlighten us today and that You will reveal to us by the Spirit of wisdom and revelation more things about Yourself, about the Lord Jesus Christ, about the riches of Your glory, about the exceeding greatness of Your power, and about who is truly in charge of this earth. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, whom thou hast placed at thy right hand, far above all principalities and power, might, throne, and dominions in every world for the benefit of your church. We thank thee, Lord, that our Savior is such. We thank you for glorifying him because he went willingly to the cross of Calvary to save us. We thank thee that he was lifted up. We thank thee that he has drawn all sorts of men to himself by that death. And so that there is a multitude that no man can number in heaven out of every language and tribe and nation and people. And we thank thee, Lord of glory, that thou hast called us out of this world to be thine own. And we give thee this day. We give thee every day. We give thee ourselves. Heavenly Father, we know that you're going to teach us today by his mouth and the pen of our brother John, the rules of discipleship and following Jesus Christ. But we are thankful to see the glory that you gave him and that you thundered from heaven to give even further evidence of the great glory you would give him. And then we shall see the upheaval of things as they were in the world, in the spiritual realm of the devil. And we thank thee, Heavenly Father, that you have drawn us. And now we are thine, and we are thine forever. And we give ourselves to thee. Heavenly Father, forgive us what we have held back this week. Forgive us for getting our priorities out of line this week. 
forgive us by being entranced, seduced, tempted by the things of this life and the things of this world, your arch enemy. Forgive us for not resisting the devil and making him flee from us. Forgive us for giving him place in our lives. Oh, Lord, have mercy upon us. We are your little children, and we thank thee that Jesus Christ is our head, and we want to obey thee in every way that you have called us to obey thee. Have mercy upon us, Heavenly Father. Be with all your churches and saints throughout the world. Preserve America that we might continue to live the lives that you've called us to live and to spread your gospel truth throughout the world. Have mercy, O Lord, upon us. Now grant us your spirit. Do not take your candlestick away from us, but grant us that spirit power that would lift us up in him to see the Lord Jesus Christ more clearly. For we know that his ministry is to testify of Jesus Christ and that the word of God bears witness of Jesus Christ from beginning to end. Let him be the central theme of our worship today. O Lord, be with us. If you're with us and you bless us, we shall be blessed. If you withhold a blessing, we shall be denied. We thank thee for the spirit and the word. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, the object of our affection. Now grant that everything that is said and done this day, in this pulpit, out of this pulpit, will please thee and be an acceptable sacrifice through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen.